The inheritance. No, <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, that was creepy. Why did you make it sound like a horror film? Oh my god! Oh, a do... wild Lauren Ledger. Is <gasps> hey, best oh my gosh! Oh oh oh! Oh my gosh! I can't believe we have two guests hey. on this episode. Hey, best friend. Hey. Oh my, oh my god. gosh! Hey. Can you hear us? Yeah, put me <laughs> <safe and> straight. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi. How are hey, you? Hey, best friend. Good. I'm good. Oh my gosh. Have you not? Oh, we're away. It's fine. Are you sure? What What is Lauren having for dinner? Or is it? Uh, I have had half a sandwich earlier and a packet of crisps. Lauren! What flavor flavor were the crisps? Like the salted. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) Yeah. We've got some like wedges or something. We've got the scoop, guys. (laughs) Dubois is over. Yeah, it's all about okay to see. Yeah. <laughs> um, hi. So yeah, hello. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Right. Hi. Um, we're wow, doing a the, podcast. Keep us enthusiastic for this episode. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember how to do this. Um. So like we usually we usually um we talk for about four hours at a time. <laughs> Yeah, um, I have to cut it down to 90 minutes. Um and I reap the rewards. <laughs> I mean, remember when we started this and we were like, oh, we'll we'll ha- we'll do like half hour long episodes. I feel like yeah, that's like we, the sweet spot. We literally were like, oh, we'll just make it nice and short and succinct, and the news is literally half an hour. Yeah. It's like just too on hard its to own. do that. But but I feel like that's why people listen to podcasts though, because it's just like a conversation and it's yeah. like not meant to be like edited down it's just meant to be like free flowing you know yeah yeah totes um <laughs> anyway um so hi w- hi well Simon, how have you been um well we we are a podcast called gay to zed we are going through the alphabet or, or zed <laughs> and we're we are going through the alphabet um uh, one letter at a time looking at different queer shit um and we are on letter i actually don't know what, what letter are we on letter i letter i um and we actually got a submission for letter i from a fabulous guest um so should we should we bring our fabulous guest from behind the curtain i think we should um i'm kiva by the way oh yeah so uh keep us here too if you want (laughs) and that's simon wait did i sorry i didn't i don't know if we did properly but it's fine whatever the three people who listen to us will know better yeah, they, yeah, exactly. They get um, it. So that's Kiva, that's Simon, and this is Aoife. Hey, hey, bestie. Oh, hi. Tony for Brian. In the flash or oh the audio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. And that's yeah. the end of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, Thank you, on. everyone. Don't all clap at once, anyway. Jeez. <laughs> So Eva yeah. Brian, um, well, Eva Brian, Eva Brian, um, I was going to do a profile, but is it better just for you to tell us about yourself? Who are you? What do you do? Why are you here? Um, are you yeah, what's going well, on? Well, I'm Eva. 
current viral TikTok sensation of oh, 70k views right yeah. now. Okay. Well, so the, the audience already knew who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm an actor. I'm a. Lauren's Lauren in the back. She's an actor. I'm an actor. Uh, about to be unemployed person mm. and podcaster and yes. full-time pop culture stan i was gonna say addict but i thought that sounded really lame so i think you're both pop, pop culture mm. lame and a pop culture addict i think yep. so too yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> the two words when i think of you for yeah three words <laughs> I no, there's oh fuck, like, my, yeah. Gays can't do maths. It's okay. when I think of Simon, I don't think of maths. So don't worry. <laughs> I did an English degree um, for a reason, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeehaw Aoife, also um, spring roll enthusiast, famous spring so roll enthusiast. Mm, yeah, yeah, love a spring roll. Not in like a that's an interesting hobby kind of way but just in a like every time i get a chinese i add spring rolls kind of way i just want nice. to clarify that okay uh, have you ever had the eat haka spring rolls yeah they're fucking massive aren't they they're like, like so big, too big. i think them and- that mini spring roll is elite there's like mm-hmm. a happy medium of yeah. like like big one where it's like maybe long but still not too big yeah, like but not the burrito. eat hacker ones is like a baby's leg, and for what? Yeah, like really, who is this for? You know, yeah, yeah. bizarre. I'm sorry to put eat hacker on blast. Um, not even five minutes into the podcast, but it had to be said. They're nice though. I like them. <laughs> oh yeah, everything else great. Um, just yeah, so spring, spring rolls. Eva, why don't you start um, um a spring roll reviews Instagram account? In the hopes that we'll go better than the pasta reviews account. Yeah. To do. yeah. I loved the pasta reviews account. I was a fan of that too. Tell the kids. I at was home a about fan that. of it. Um, so to the kids at home, if you don't know, you're about to know. I am a big pasta fan as well. And I used to have a Instagram account called Aoife's Pasta Reviews, where I just reviewed pasta. Mm. But the issues that it came into were one. So I went to Italy for like a month and in that month on day two dropped my phone down the toilet and so couldn't record any of the pasta that I ate every single day for that entire month. And then I was too embarrassed to recover the account after being in literally Italy for a month and not posting anything. But also a lot of it was like my friends making me dinner and then they'd like, look at you across the dish and be like how is it (laughs) with so much hope and expectation and like when your friend has invited you to their home or like whatever you know or come or round or it was usually me going to their houses Mm. and like really wind and dined you you can't then go god that's about three out of ten there babe you (laughs) like that is it is much better to do it you know anonymously in a restaurant um yeah Yeah, I feel like that was the problem with it it was because it was all like friends Mm, it just became if I wanted to have friends (laughs) yeah you but I don't know anyone who like actively makes spring rolls yeah so maybe 
a spring roll account would be better. Love mm. that. Now that I'm about to be unemployed, there's nothing I can't do. <laughs> um, Kiva, did you ever make? Did you ever make pasta that was featured on the account? No, I think it made me too nervous to be honest. Same. It, was, it was like to too be honest, much pressure. I watched Laurie make one once, but that was about the mm, closest yeah. I got to the experience. I've ate some of the pasta that Eva's pasta reviews before. Um, Aoife, maybe as well as um, promoing your dead pasta account, do you want to talk us about something you actually might want to promo, which is your podcast? Midnight Memories, the podcast? Yes, please. Midnight Memories, colon, the podcast. Oh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like any good 20-something, I had a One Direction phase, which is to say I have been a slave to Harry Styles since I was like 14. Mm-hmm um and so decided to make that productive with midnight memories midnight memories are a one direction podcast where we're going through their discography and through the gossip and the scandals um and just reminiscing about 1d so we've been doing we've just finished talking about their second album this week and any of the goss that came along with that and sometimes we do like little bonus episodes if anything mad happens it's mostly like I wish I could be more evenly like loving to every member of One Direction but I'm a big Harry Styles fan so it's quite Harry centric so sorry to the other boys Mm. um but yeah so if you like One Direction if you ever liked One Direction if you currently like any of One Direction we have fun. We have yeah. fun. We very much enjoy it. And we, we name drop you most episodes as well. So. Yeah, there was one episode where you guys call a uh, named Pringles fan Ollie Mars, and that made yeah. me actually feel like an influencer. <laughs> that <laughs> but the thing, I was like, fuck, yes. I will, this is catching on. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. Yeah, we're big. We are big fans, big friends. Yeah, um, yeah I always like to refer to midnight mems as um our sister show even though i don't think any of you guys <laughs> would agree or want that in your lives oh my god no but- i love that <laughs> we're gonna just be like ugly we- step siblings yeah <laughs> just because we're oh like god. oh my god Gain we should do that. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> we are a part of the rhythm nation um god bless oh my god jesus <laughs> um what else cute. um Aoife, Aoife you recently oh. did a play in London yeah recently did a play in London uh, recently isolated in yeah. London after flying to do the play and two members of the four person cast and crew got COVID so mm. isolated and then went back and did that and uh nobody got COVID so objectively it went better yeah it was lovely. I went to see it. First. Yeah, I went to see it play? in Belfast, and it is the only piece of theatre I've seen in 2021. Probably, I don't know, <gasps> only yeah. piece of live theatre I've seen anyway oh since post lockdown. Um, and it was beautiful. Ma- imagine me saying that and forgetting I have seen something else and really insulting that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was absolutely lovely. Acted very well. Written beautifully. Mm. Um, Twelve out of ten. Um, yeah. Eva, you're also have you have we mentioned that you're retreating? Yeah. yeah that's what I was gonna uh, that was gonna be my next question like you're kind of moving out of Belfast it, but like mm-hmm. where are you gonna go that's such a good question you know keeping curious mm. asking questions um 
I don't really know. Having a little bit of a quarter life crisis, mm. but trying to also just kind of make it more of a like Kelly Clarkson breakaway moment. Yeah. Where that. I'm gonna take a chance, make a change, spread my wings, learn how to fly. So it's not easy to tell you goodbye, you know. Oh my god, mm. I'm genuinely so sad we can't do karaoke for your leaving thing now because you could have signed that and it would have been so beautiful. I know, oh, and I was gonna, and then everybody would cry. I literally would have <laughs> cried. I, I'm such a Kelly Clarkson stan. Um, um isn't she great? Like, oh my yeah. god, she's so great, and she never gets enough queen. appreciation, and she has such a good Christmas album. Um, I know it's so good. Mm. Um, literally, but yeah, people sleep on Kelly. Mm, get to know. Um, but yeah. I'm because I'm having to leave the room that I'm in in Belfast and I couldn't couldn't find anywhere else and I also was just kind of like came out of lockdown and was like this is the life we waited all that time to get back to a full-time waitress in a chain restaurant oh and I just was like let's just go somewhere so I'm gonna go home for a little bit and then figure out where I'm gonna go um, I told this to somebody and they went, oh my God, are you moving to New York? And I was like, love that people think I have the energy <laughs> that I can just like go to America. Um, um, love to be, launch it. oh my God, maybe I'll be Saoirse Ronan in Brooklyn. Ah, any uh, Italians in New York want to build me a fucking house? Cause I would love that. <laughs> Calling all our Italian American friends. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's so many. <laughs> get on it. <laughs> <laughs> excuse me kiva can you please check the statistics <laughs> <laughs> yep let me get on that yeah so anyway what were we saying we were interviewing me about my really interesting life yeah, yeah i think we we're, were quizzing Aoife. <laughs> <laughs> what's it like to have I was so abrupt well moving on what were you gonna say what's it like to have big fat mil- mommy milkers uh, it's actually really <laughs> bad for my posture. Um, <laughs> if anybody out there it's would like to life. donate money for a breast reduction, <laughs> if I went and got measured again yesterday, remember like how we did that? It it go in that oh, yeah. place and have gone up again. Oh jeez, is that good? <sighs> no, not when you got big milkers, Simon. It's just like annoying. You're just like. Like whenever I saw the thing about Pfizer making your tits bigger, I was like, oh, lucky that won't happen to me. They're, they can't get bigger. And then what do you know? Bigger. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about the Pfizer thing. I was just like, oh, this is just locked in. It's none of my bras fit me anywhere. I was like, mm. the mommy's just Wait, so you guys have more than one bra? No, but I fully <laughs> had one that I that I could, that was possible, but it still didn't even yeah. fit me. But yeah, then I went I can really only do sports bras now, just because mm. it's all I wore for lockdown. So now when I wear like a real bra, my body just rejects it. <laughs> you should try those. Like, um, what's the ones that your one was telling me? And I got someone, and I went and I pretended to look around, and then Lauren luckily rang me, so I was like, "Oh, I actually have to go. Um, but I'll come back." to buy some bras and then I went to Primark and bought the much cheaper ones um but I got this one that's called like a like what it's something molded molded non moldavite like pot like like it's it's like no why no wire underneath but it's like molded to your skin and it's just like it's like you still have those oh, memory no foam wires. bra. Not memory foam, but it's like, I don't know what it's called. I love that. Like, they're not pretty looking, yeah. 
but it's like damn so support it com- without is the it wires. Comfy? Um yeah. It's like an everyday vibe, you know. I'm glad. Yeah. Anyway, what were we talking about? Did I record? Did I oh, I did. Yeah, yeah. No, before. <laughs> no, in in real life. Um, I mean, you know what I mean. Um, so. We are we not keeping the bra chat? It. Uh, we can keep that in. That's ha- relatable content. <laughs> Shout right? out to the bra community. Shout out to the boobs. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so news. I'm an ally. Um... Thanks, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> um, the news. Yeah. The The theme? The news. (laughs) So, do you guys get that little boy on your free page on TikTok who does gay news, but it's always like, the sh- great gay news like for straight people oh my no? god no and i like to believe he copied us <gasps> oh my next god, time this. oh my god next time he comes up on my for you page i'll send it to you guys um because it'll be like gay news harry styles is on tour gay news um disney has its first gay character and it's jack whitehall and all this stuff and i'm like oh how many sorry but can we just say how many times has Disney done that? Oh my God, Disney's <laughs> first gay character thing. Like it's fully yeah. been like there's been like seven different occasions where there's an article of like Disney's first out gay character. Like yeah, the math ain't mathing. <laughs> who who is the first one that you know of? The Cyclops in Zootopia. Um yeah, there's that the lesbian. Wait, is she not in um Onward? Oh, oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's Onward. Yeah, the that, first one that I remember like is La, is LeFou Le in um the new like the Emma Watson Beauty and the Beast was mm. allegedly gay. Allegedly, I think he has, like, or was it confirmed though? He, I think he was like he was. It's just quite a short, like it's kind of a blink and you'll miss it gay moment, yeah, as right. far as I remember. The um, best kind of representation. And then wasn't there, wasn't there that like Disney Channel series where the main guy was gay? See, there were gay moms on Good Luck Charlie. Yeah, that. I feel like that was a moment for me. I remember that happening and being like, oh, I'm emotional. Because I just remember being a young kid, like before I even probably knew that I was queer, but like watching the Disney Channel and just how there would be no gay people. And I would just like, it just always would be like, God, imagine they had like a gay kid or yeah. something. That would be just so cool. But I always thought, oh, but it's just so unimaginable. Like the Disney Channel would never do that because it was like at the time like even in school and stuff the way people talked about gay people was like this adult thing yeah it's inappropriate for kids so I was just like oh that's so like unimaginable gay news Jojo Siwa is changing the world question mark what she done now icon just by being a lesbian oh okay yeah sold a bit sold a billion bows (laughs) sold a lot of bows has a like queen of bows out girlfriend who she's like kissing on the red carpet at events yeah like oh my god yeah i love that love that yeah yeah i do kind of love the way she like built this whole massive empire around like like was targeted at little kids and like was in every fucking wee girl's house like you know Mm. household name like all her products blah 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 and then it's like oh also i'm like a big huge gay yeah deal with that mom yeah and she yeah literally (laughs) 
She didn't care what that did. What are you going to do? Return the bow? The warranty's up. Yeah. 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 Absolute queen. Yeah, we love that. Um, In other news. The gay Disney Channel series was called Andy Mac. I don't know if anyone knows it. The what? It was like, basically, it was a Disney Channel series called Andy Mac, and it had like the the main character was gay. Yeah. Um, And there's like that cute scene at the end of it where they like hold hands. And I was like, oh. Yeah, I think I remember seeing like a clip of like the coming out or something of him being like, I'm gay. And they were like, wow. So that was nice. No. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) And then all his friends were at school, were like, why didn't you tell us? You can't sit with us. Oh, wait, that was Love Simon. Um. (gasps) Oh. Um, I still haven't seen that. Maybe we'll re- we'll visit that at some point. Oh my God, Elle is coming mm. up, surely. Mm. Yeah, it is. Although we might be doing something else, but we'll see. I guess you'll we have might to spend have a the wheel <gasps> Who knows? Um, Good news! I met Bimini Bomb Bulash. Oh my God! Yeah, I forgot. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> Just wanted wow. to make sure everybody knew that. Yeah. Uh, they they were was walking down the street, very hungover. Spotted Bimini. And was hungover enough to not feel bad about going up and going, hi, sorry, sorry. The most eye contact I've probably ever made with anyone. I'm like, you're a <laughs> fucking legend. And then they went, oh, haha, thanks that. very much. Ha, ha. And I was like, ha, yeah, I couldn't not stop. Ha, ha, ha. Anyway, bye. I walked away. <laughs> I can't love that. I fucking love the, fucking the, like, the courageousness to just be like, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to walk away. I'm not going to give them time to be like, Good let's not do anything else. But like, I <laughs> looked in, so terrible. Out. I wasn't going to be like, let's get a picture. Like, they were obviously busy because they were like chatting to people. And I just was like, I have to do this. <laughs> for your, for your yeah. ancestors. Yeah. Um. Well, that's that's all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the main news out of the way. So, um. In 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 um, other news, friend of the pod Lil Nas is up to his same old shenanigans. Pregnant, pregante, pregnant. Baby's oh expecting. Pregnante. So um. When is the album? When when is that coming? I out? think it's I think the twentieth. Oh, I was going to say seventeenth. Let me look. Ah, uh, so could be wrong. One of us. One of us is wrong. Right, one of us will be wrong, or maybe we'll both be wrong. And hey, that's life. Yeah, usual like gay shenanigans and people react. Yeah, seventeenth of September. Um, people. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <Eva. laughs> um, people being outraged and surprised for some reason, as usual. It's like, come on now. Yeah, we've done this story enough. Like, like literally yeah. every fucking week, it's like Lil Nas is yeah. gay, and people we've are. We've done this story shocked. enough. So imagine how much he has to go through. <laughs> yeah, there's gay news, and then there's just like Lil Nas X news. Yeah, like, yeah, like I, should, I should make a sub um, theme tune for like what's Lil Nas up to this <laughs> yeah. week? What? Why like, is he let's take this horse this down the old town road and up to the farm. You know what I mean? Like, let's let this yeah. one go. He's not going to stop being gay. That horse has been oh, dead geez. for a long time. And mm. they do be beating it. They do be flogging oh. it. Did did he announce his album with like Pregnancy a Pector. fake version of Drake? Yeah, a fake version of Drake's um album. Mm. Oh my god, yeah, you're right. Yeah. He did that first. Yeah. So straight news, Drake released an album. Oh my god, gay news, Drake oh. is a lesbian. Thanks. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. What <laughs> yeah. what what I so I don't fully understand that meme. Can someone explain it to me? It's like a lyric on like, the album. 
Yeah. Uh, he, so there was like a couple of, well, there was, so the, he had a lyric that was said something like, um, girl said, I'm paraphrasing, girl says she's a lesbian or whatever. Well, so am I. Something not that, but you know, something Yeah, something where oh it's like, God. oh, you're bored. Ah, oh, me too. You're cold. Me too. You're a lesbian. Ah, oh, me too. No one laughed. Wow. Wow. <laughs> And the literary genius of our generation yeah <laughs> so then there was like jokes about that but there were also was like s- somebody put together like all these different little lyrics and was like saying that drake was coming out as a trans woman but like as a joke oh i thought you're gonna say drake was the zodiac killer oh my god um, Wait, I'm trying to find. <laughs> and like, you like stitch all these like letters together in the album, and it's like, <gasps> here's what he's trying to say. Um, yeah, so that was a thing. That was like a joke that some some of the gays had on Twitter, if that counts as gay news. Mm. Um, mm. and his yeah, he basically has a bunch of pregnant ladies like emojis on his first album cover. So Lil Nas did like pregnant man emojis to announce his album and then he did like an actual like little photo shoot of himself pregnant with his album so baby funny. yeah oh my gosh I, I haven't seen him pregnant that's so fun <laughs> yeah and then <laughs> do you remember like people so people then were being like uh referencing like that episode of um fairly odd parents oh yeah where Cosmo <laughs> gets pregnant being like oh, it's been done before, like, blah, blah, blah. And Nick- Nickelodeon, the official t- Nickelodeon Twitter account, tweeted a picture of it being like, remember when Cosmo gave birth? <laughs> <laughs> and Lil Nas X, Gay icon. I like, mean, he wasn't. He could have been bi. I mean, he was pretty camp. Um, also, yeah, he he gave queer energy, let's be real. Fuck yeah. So did Wanda. Yeah, they were they Yeah, were poly. they were a power couple. Um, gay power couple. Uh, Lil Nas X quoted it with like Nickelodeon said, y'all stop acting brand new LMAO. Laugh out loud. Lol. Laugh out loud. What else? Christian Shear. <gasps> Mommy, sorry. Mommy, sorry. <laughs> Mommy, sorry. Um, yeah, I, all week he was I like meltdowns on private twitter yeah my private twitter has seen some things this week mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> it was just me thirsting over christmas shirt um god bless as like a massive fan of twilight and therefore of uh, her by extension and then a fan of award season this is a really fantastic meeting of my interests yeah that she nice. is and the, currently and the royals like as well. running <laughs> huh and the royals i just joke. Mm, yeah you know your faves next question um, <laughs> so was, i'm just joking <laughs> well yeah this is a fantastic meeting of my interests because she is kind of like tipped to possibly be the front runner for best actress this year after spencer debuted at venice we'll see how it plays out like with because obviously the movie just like premiered so there's going to be massive hype and this is like going to be peak hype for anybody when their movie first comes out. So we'll see how it goes for the rest of the season. But like, I feel like she's secured a nomination already. <gasps> and that makes my heart very That's happy. Very exciting. Um, <laughs> yeah, that is. So I'm exciting. very excited to see that. Very excited to see all the looks. Like the more nominations she gets, like whether she wins or not, 
she's going to be turning up in Chanel and looking amazing. And <laughs> yeah. And I, for one, can't wait to see it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Did did she win one for Twilight? Um. An Oscar. Snubbed. snubbed. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh. that she was like just about to get the fifth slot, and then they gave it to someone else. Ah, uh, bullshit! Really. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So close, though. So um, close. Yeah. So Kristen Sure is hot. In summary, that, that that's that's yeah. important. Gay news. Kristen Sure is hot. Yeah. Next. Um. Next. Oh wait, Aoife, Can you do? I know you did it on Midnight Mems, but can you do the one line she has in the trailer? They don't. <laughs> they know everything. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> Chills. <laughs> that's your promo right there folks also i really enjoyed as well <laughs> whenever they played the trailer um and like they played the trailer in a little clip before the movie came out at one of the festivals and everyone was like she's got the accent down she is diana and then mm. the trailer came out and it's literally like one minute long she says two words and the whole thing <laughs> yeah so like question oh mark but still i don't care i eat it up every single fucking time <laughs> <laughs> don't Okay. <laughs> Love that's it. Not a meme. That'd be so funny. It will be. Um, it's a meme to me. Um, <laughs> we're gonna post it on the main thread on the what on the Twitter. Yeah. Um. So next, Dragula, new season. Hi. Or new cast announcement. Yeah. Um. Do you want to hear? Do you, do you know anything about the cast announcement? Because nope. I'm gonna run a. I'm gonna run a get. I'm gonna play a game with you. <gasps> There oh is a there is a drag queen from RuPaul's Drag Race who is in the cast. Who do you think it is? Oh, you have one guess. Uh, one guess. Mm-hmm. Oh Can my I god! Can I ask for a clue? Um, yes, they did not make a finale, so they are not maybe the most expected guess. Serena Chacha. <laughs> what? Um. I can no, it's not oh, Serena right. Chacha, Kiva, but it is it is someone from Serena Chacha's original season. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Um, um, oh, vivacious. Nope, that's who, from season six as well. Good season. try, though. <laughs> I don't know any of the seasons. Okay, Serena okay, Chacha so one. on. I could, I feel like I could give Eva a clue that would really help. Oh, God. Um. You need to calm down about this contestant. Friend of Taylor Swift on Dracula. <laughs> yep. Wait. So um the so the person who it is is um Taylor Swift impersonator Gia Jolie. Um, oh my god. Is on Dracula. And I'm not gonna lie, in the promo pic, she looks a little bit out of place, but I'm really excited to see because she says in her like interview that basically she sees herself as like a drag chameleon, so she can do lots of different types of drag. Right. Um, so I'm really excited to see what she brings, but I also just think that's very funny. Um, yeah. just a promo, everyone else is like very cool drag super monsters, they have so much better representation than drag race, mm. but are Always. we surprised? No. Um, they did. They did. They had a drag king last season, and it doesn't appear they have necessarily a king this season. But they have a couple of like 
androgynous sort of performers. Um, they have mm. people who are trans and AFAB performers and lots of sort of different genders and sexualities being sort of um, exhibited. Yeah. And honestly, if you're not on the Dragula train, what the fuck? Get on it. It's so good. Um, yeah. And so funky and just an alternative way of watching drag. Um, I feel like I, I really rate it. need to get on the Dragula train properly because I've only ever watched yeah, like bits of it. I haven't watched like a full oh proper gosh. season. Maybe I'll watch this next one. See, I would say, yeah, pro- probably watch the next one because I would rank them. Um, season two is my favorite season. Um, it's when they finally had a budget, but they weren't <laughs> like under a major company. So mm-hmm. it meant that they could be a bit more punk and they probably didn't have to do as much health and safety, to be right. honest. Uh, yeah. Season three is the best budget wise, but it's also a little bit more tame than the other seasons because they can't do as much. Season one is made on like a fucking potato. Um, <laughs> but it's like, it's like got a lot of heart. And then they have like a, not an all-stars, but like a second chances um, like series, which allows a contestant to come back for season four. Um, and it's honestly like, it's, be, it's like a documentary. So it's like an hour and a half. Um, and how it's made is like stunning. Like Drag Race could never. Um, and it's honestly like in terms of like impressiveness it just blew my mind because it's like really well made um and really well edited and how they how they do um runways in dragula is they do like floor shows um and mm. especially in season two they do them not necessarily on the stage but sometimes on locations um, and it's all about sort of like creating a character that fits that location and just Ooh. the like horror like drag that these people can make is oh i love it yeah, yeah. highly recommend um Last. that's my promo over you can get your shutter accounts it's 5.99 use our promo code <laughs> <laughs> i wish we had one <laughs> you could have led with any to pay to watch it yeah it's oh awesome. um, you definitely you can, can watch find it online yeah get your seven day free trial for shutter watch it all in a week and then cancel sure. it i could do that i mean if you say that um, they'll, yeah. they're not going to sponsor us <laughs> yeah we'll cut it out <laughs> yeah let me email them um, Beep. but yeah the, the cast looks funky they have a south korean queen as well um or king no, drag performer i think it's probably the best word to describe mm. a lot of drag yellow people yeah um <laughs> and they have a very funky style their promo look looks like chucky um Ooh. very here for it cool yeah. so yeah big up the drag nice. um Love that. En- end of sex <laughs> yeah <laughs> end of dragula news um do we have any other gay news to quickly clear up um i think just the last thing that we were going to mention yeah and like not to end on a sad note but oh um we just wanted to mention um sarah harding that passed away this week who we all know and love as one of the girls allowed members um so she had she had like breast cancer that she mm. which she like only kind of publicly announced last year um and then she passed away the other night in her sleep I think like her mum said um and she was 38 so like obviously like very sad um yeah but yeah just um I don't know I just felt like that was like something that we should mention because like iconic pop group oh my god yeah so iconic for me growing up yeah I don't know if you guys listen to them much but 
I remember them getting formed on that yeah. pop idol. Yeah. Was it pop idol or was it? It wasn't pop rivals. Pop idol. I, I, I don't, were they, don't were remember they, what it was called. Rivals? It was like pop. Pop stars the rivals. Was that them or was that something else? Oh god, I don't remember what it was called. I'm not sure, but or I remember. That, or was pop stars the rivals the thing that Nadine and... Coyle was on? Was yeah, but then remember she was on the rivals and then she got kicked off because she lied about rage. So I think that whatever that thing was, which might that might have been Pop Idol, Mm. and then I think Girls Allowed were formed on Pop Stars The Rivals. Okay, um, Um, but yeah, I remember like when they like Sound of the Underground Underground and everything, and it was like so iconic. And I was like, that oh my is God, such a tune. Who yeah. are these women? Um, I remember for Girls Alive specifically so having. Do you remember when McDonald's did the little like iPods that like had like <gasps> yes! a twenty oh second God! clip? Unlocked. Oh my God! Yeah, Shit! yeah, yeah. And I had a Girls Alive one of those. God, I, I think it played biology. Oh what! What, what a fucking um, great song. God, I used to like yeah. literally have Wait, all their albums. What people would like buy me their CDs for Christmas and like posters and stuff. I was like a fan. Yeah, yeah, iconic. My brother. You what? I was gonna say my brother was a really big show cool fan, but that's oh, really? beside the point. <laughs> maybe not for the same reason, or maybe for the same yeah, reason. Actually, say, <laughs> <laughs> nah, it was definitely for a different reason. Yeah. Um, God but bless. yeah, iconic group. What a legacy! But mm-hmm. yeah, still just way too sad, man. That yeah, just... yeah, really sad. But left behind an amazing legacy. Yeah, I just feel like it's like important to pay, pay tribute or whatever is, it, yeah. is that the right word do you know what i mean yeah to, totally like, remember these kind of things you know so mm-hmm. rest in peace yeah legend happier gay news Muna released a new song featuring Phoebe Bridgers and it's really gay and great. So listen Ooh. to that. Oh my gosh. That's, I, I, I like a wee bit of Muna. I don't know. Um, I love Muna. Uh, shout out Harry Styles. You've done a lot of things for me, but introducing me to this group was one of the better, maybe like top like two things Harry Styles ever did for me. <laughs> um, they're great. And yeah, they're now signed to Phoebe Bridgers' label. And so as soon as oh I saw that, I was like, oh, this is going to be good. And so, yeah, they've released a song with her on it. And it's really good. It's called Pink Chiffon. And it's great. Love I will that. give that a listen immediately Everybody after this podcast. Yeah, to Muna anyway, because they're great. Do you have a favorite Ooh. Muna song? <gasps> Ooh. I don't know. Stay Away is really good on their second album. But also Winter Break and If You Love Me Now from their first album. Nice. Where have yeah. some of my depression songs back in the in the true pits. Not like we are now, <laughs> when we're on just the pits. <laughs> oh. uh, <laughs> Wait, Aoife, you said Aoife. it was gonna be a happy oh, ending oh, to the news. Happier note. No, oh my god, no, End yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, what's your favorite song by them? Mm, let me think of the three saddest ones I got off the top of my head. <laughs> In my brain, if I was ever like, if I was like, their cover of Motivation is great. I know you listen to that. Um, And number one fan is really fun. I know a place really fun. Um, I know a place. The other one. And if I ever loudspeaker, loudspeaker, that's great. 
And if I ever become a famous superstar singer and I'm in the Radio 1 Live Lounge, I would do a mashup of Cruel Summer by Taylor Swift and Stay Away by Muna. And maybe also put in some Death by a Thousand Cuts by Taylor Swift, but we'll see. Oh my God, I'm so excited wow. to hear that in three years. In my Glee era. <laughs> mashup, mashup, God, mashup. Eva, the way I honestly I'm think about that so often, I'm like, oh, but what am I going to do on, on Radio 1 Live Lounge? Like, yeah. from the cover, I just can't pick. Like, this way I want to do. <laughs> I got this one in my, oh my back God. pocket. I'm ready to go. Cruel summer <laughs> and stay away. Let's, so let's get into it. Um, Once again, I'm really sad. I can't do karaoke before you leave. Oh, <laughs> I know. It's okay. You're coming back. We're going to do lots well, of it. Yeah, this house. is it. Like, I'll be back up to see Spencer uh, and I'll be back up for many other things. So. When is Spencer coming out? Uh, it's playing in the QFT on a date. I'm not going to disclose. No, I'm not even going to disclose what sentiments and I retract that. Uh, it's not why because you don't want people to wink. I don't want to sell it. I I'll I'll tell you after I get a ticket. Once oh. I've secured the bag, then I'll show the wealth. Oh, I just okay. thought you didn't want certain people knowing that you're going to be in Belfast on those dates or something. Like, oh no, no, I just want to make sure that I see it. <laughs> um, just stirring the pot there. It's like who oh God, no. do you think listens to? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, no. Um, I just want to make sure I get tickets. Mm. This is. We'll make sure you get tickets first, and then. And then I'll tell you that it's well, and they that information. October. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Cute. Now I end, end. Now I end the news. Yeah. Um, so boop, 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 boop. we actually didn't even say at the start of this. I feel like we used to always do that where we'd be like, this week we're talking about blank. And who's this person? Keeping blah, 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 blah. We're We've changing really it up. Off the We're keeping it fresh. Yeah, I'm bad at doing that on Midnight Memories as well because sometimes you just get like, if you're just having good fun with the guest, you just jump right into talking to the guest. And yeah. Then it's like, oh, by the way, we're talking about this song today. Yeah. Yeah. It's really just you've been fab so far, Aoife, you know. What can I say? <laughs> what can I Did we expect say? any less? No. No. Um, um, so. Anyways. We, this week we're talking about a play called the oh. the inheritance because we are intellectuals yes by matthew lopez um and ngl this play was a lot bigger than me and simon anticipated <laughs> sorry so, <laughs> so My suggested this play Aoife suggested this play because i read it in the aforementioned uh isolation yeah. i did in london because friend of the pod big tom had it in his house and i read it cute nice yeah so like um, you had i feel like you maybe said like oh yeah i read this in like a day or something maybe i'm a really that, fast but, reader yeah I, but I also read you it were in, like, in isolation so you had like yeah, nothing but, else to be doing yeah sorry. but so we took that and we were like oh okay that's grand like we could we could knock this out in like a couple hours and when my order arrived with the book i was like what is it <laughs> <laughs> she's a thick girl. It is, um, it is 297 oh, pages wow. and I think Kiva oh, and I I'm sorry that's actually longer than the book I'm um, reading right now so I'm sorry <laughs> no I what? think Kiva and I deserve some praise yeah <laughs> I also NGL For guys I did read. actually only start reading it yesterday <laughs> and I no was wonder like, we couldn't oh God, record I can just do it, I can do it. and then yeah no I, I fully like I was like 30% of the way through by last night and I was like I'll just I'll just um it like me and Simon were saying it really felt like when we were in uni, uni. and like 
just before the <laughs> seminar you'd be like trying really... to get your brain to read as fast as you could but then it, you'd just go on sparks notes or like the wikipedia or whatever yeah. and like think of like one point to say and just make sure you get squeeze that in and then it seems like you've done your, your work that's what it felt if like we did this yesterday it would have been such a quiet yeah. podcast <laughs> yeah because oh also you obviously haven't read it since whenever like a month ago or whatever so yeah three of us would have been like mm, so you know the bit when they said the thing yeah so good. you know the gay and like the bit theme <laughs> oh the bit yeah. where there was a gay person so good the beautiful gays. and like really mm. like controversial yet brave yeah, yeah. so oh moving so anyway <laughs> wow once again acting on the pod um, Aoife, why why did was there any reason that you were like we should read this so I just read it and was like this is great and I thought you guys would love it mm. and then realized it started with I and was like oh we could talk about it for I if you wanted and then you yeah. said like oh my god yeah and I was like oh I was recommending it as a friend but also that works too um oh and I thought that it would work for the podcast because I, it starts with I and it's gay. Yeah, so pretty much. Love it. That's pretty much is, all we require. The bar is pretty low. It starts with the letter of the <laughs> alphabet and it's gay. That's all we need. <laughs> yeah. Um, sick. Yeah. Do you think it is beneficial, Kiva, for us to try and do like a, not even like a full like summary of what happens because spoiler alert, it's, t- it's 297 pages as we mentioned and it's also split into two plays. Yeah. So you're supposed to see it. I think it's seven hours long. It's basically Angels in America, but it's not. Um, There's a lot of similarities, to be honest. Oh. I feel like this guy was like, he was trying to write his angels, like, you know. Yeah, it, it felt it felt not not in like a copying way, just in like a way it felt like you yeah. said he was definitely trying to He wanted like a 20... spiritual successor kind of thing or mm. very that. Yeah, the way um, the way it's like yeah, two parts and and both are three acts, I think, as well, which mm. I think happens yeah. to angels too. Mm. Um though there was no there wasn't as much supernatural shit happening in his angels. Although there were yeah. some there was some though. There was a little there was, there was but I wonder if is most of it just that it was like a long play about gay people and so critics went like, like angels in America again. Yeah. yeah yeah I mean, I mean there the were like some I... similar themes though I guess as well but we'll get into I that say the only other play I know that's two plays long is the cursed child and that oh. says a lot <laughs> oh my god most embarrassment but also whoops so as well as going viral on TikTok I've got a tweet with like 50 likes okay um, it was me slagging off Timothy Chalamet for wearing Harry Potter, full Harry Potter fucking t-shirt. Like, not even just like, is this a Harry Potter t-shirt? Fully wearing a Harry Potter t-shirt at the Venice Film Festival sitting yeah, next to Zendaya hell? when she's in full glam. Yeah, I saw And so that. I was that like, was would you not be so embarrassed sitting in a Harry Potter top? And the guy who's currently like the assistant director on The Cursed Child retweeted it. <laughs> and I was like, this wasn't for you! This wasn't for you! I'm slagging you off! <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, Wait, that's I'm so, so funny. funny. I was like, "Whoopsie! I forgot the internet isn't just for me and my friends." <laughs> oh my god! For you, that's he needed. So he needed told. But if he he's retweeting Dan, surely, surely he thinks that's funny as well. Or maybe yeah. he thought Harry Potter and retweet it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's one of Sorry, them. Sorry, Kennedy. <laughs> Anyway, do you think it should we try and give a brief yeah. summary of what the play is about? Um, not in 30 seconds, like we tried to no, do in our premiere episode. Not... <laughs> yeah. Um so I'm just on the Wikipedia 
I'm not even going to front <laughs> to you guys. <laughs> Although actually, I, because I didn't think I was going to get it finished, I was looking for a synopsis and I actually couldn't find one. So actually, mm-hmm. uh, that might not. Is there a blurb? Is the blurb any good? Like that's kind of what I want. So like this. So first I of all. I like this bit. Of the, do you want me to read this bit of the book? The back bit? Yeah, go on then. What does it say? Okay. Um, so this is actually a quote which we'll probably talk about a lot. So the Daily Telegraph called it the most Im- important American play of the century. Mm. Um, inspired by E.M. Forster's novel Howard's End and set in New York three decades after the height of the AIDS epidemic, The Inheritance wrestles with what it means to be a gay man today, exploring relationships and connections across age and social class and asking what one generation's responsibilities may be to the next. Um, and then it's just like when it premiered and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically it's about, um, I guess, a guy called Eric, um, a, a lot of gay guys, because it's kind of it's kind of a meta theater thing, isn't it? Where yeah, it's like, it's a, like a guy writing a book. Yeah. Trying to write like hallucinations. And then yeah, like... he has hallucinations of E.M. Forster. And like mm. throughout the throughout the play that like they comment on the story that's being told so like sometimes it comes out of that which i really like yeah it was like, um, cool so like the so the em for for forster guy is in it throughout being like and then what happens with this and why does this person do this or sometimes mm. they'll be like mm, they should do this now and the other guy's like oh no blah, blah. and he's like no no they need to do this no, no. or whatever <laughs> so it's like interesting yeah meta theater kind of thing um yeah and yeah i guess oh my gosh we have less than one minute on the zoom call can we can we summarize the plot on that i don't know if we can (laughs) um i feel like that was a good synopsis but that's quite broad i guess um it's like about about a bunch of gay it's kind of centered around like toby and eric though like their relationship kind of fallout and their their separate lives and um other other relationships they have after i guess and Um, like about with a backdrop of like aids and stuff like that i would say as well and And other generations of gays a generational thing and also like a class thing and also just like looking at different types of relationships like the kind of difference between or like you know what am I trying to say? Like some platonic, some sugar daddy and versus sugar somewhere baby. in between, and yeah, sugar daddies and like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we've have we given enough of a synopsis? Fire Island. Should we New York? Yeah, fi- yeah big, big high substate where all the gays went Sex, to drugs and rock, and rock and roll. Yeah, um, yeah, vomiting on Meryl Street or something. Yeah, yeah, that, that was that That's was there. That, that happened. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah, one woman, so, one woman in the whole play. Mm. Oh my god, I fully was like, Miss for a dollar, name a woman, name a woman, yeah. Um, who, who, no, name a woman, name a woman, yeah. Um, the yoga bag, name a woman, sorry, no, name a woman, name a woman, yes, go, any, yes, oh my god, yes, this is so hard, name a woman, um, name a woman. Name a woman! No! Yeah. Yeah. I guess Um, the play is obviously about gay men, but that's uh, it. It just felt really weird. But like, it's always about men. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the gay? Where's the? Where's the big ensemble lesbian cast? We haven't had one of those. Yeah. Or just like, why do Um, these gay men not have any female friends, like at all? 
Yeah, I did kind of wonder because they. The problem is, is they don't even mention any like woman. It felt like I. I don't. I can't remember. No, like it's literally the lads. Yeah. Lads. Yeah. The lads. The Um, fucking lads. Also, weirdly, the female role in this is like apparently like a huge role, and like people like have what like the woman who acted it in the original one. I think won or at least got nominated for some like big award yeah um, I, the, I, think a, I think in olivier which to me is confusing she's because she's in one yeah it's really she's like a really big like powerful like monologue those, yeah but that's the kind of thing that maybe people a scene love, though, whether you come in and give one big monologue and mm. you're great and then whatever and they can yeah. give you like a supporting nomination like if, if you stand out i guess yeah there's no small parts only small actors you guys I mean that this the writer really said that, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's, it was all only women. It was strange. Yeah, right. It was strange to me. Sorry to bring it out in a negative. I did generally like this play. It just yeah. <laughs> no, it's okay. You're allowed was, to be critical. That was I the was one thing that the immediately thing I was like, well. mm. um should we should we go back to maybe the should we bring it back to the start should we talk so about... you know what i was gonna ask a pure like english seminar question or like in- even english class in high school love that Ethan. i Let's brought back that's where i tried days. not english seminars that's where like, i was oh my God. <laughs> um like so we could fully just like do like a pure english teacher analysis here and my first question would be so the title, you guys, of the inheritance, what does that mean? What are they inheriting? Trauma. Hi. Um, trauma. AIDS. And share the share the gay community as a whole and what that mm-hmm. means. Yeah. What the definition of being a gay, I guess, as well. Mm. Yeah. The gay movement and what yeah. should be the like, responsibility what, of like yeah, yeah of being like, a gay person i say I, I say gay person i do really feel like this play is responsibility of being a gay man which is like mm, but <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah, yeah thanks class that was great and i guess also <laughs> what parts of that we choose to inherit and which parts of that we choose to not inherit to, as well yeah which parts we choose to burn like at the end of <gasps> act two like when Toby. they burn the will thing or whatever it was. was it a will oh like- my god and and also like oh my god that's like foreshadowing the burning of the guy oh I'm like, Toby's oh. car well, yeah because so basically it. whenever yeah. I just said that I was like oh yeah like Toby in my brain I was like yeah because he burns the box of stuff from his parents and I was like I don't think he did that I think that actually he died in a fiery accident and I've just made it accidentally a terrible joke wow Aoife Brown cancels great we omit that he fully fully goes and crashes his car into like a wall and it goes on fire and he burns to death very great (laughs) I mean yeah yeah I mean yes yeah I'm kind of like we always are like obviously we're going to talk about spoilers but then we've done it again we've started talking about the end of the play (laughs) I do think people should read this play though yeah, Defo. I mean, so like, any pals. But also, listen I have, to I own it. So, like, <laughs> I will lend it out to whoever wants to read it. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I did, I found reading it such a like 
challenging emotional experience yeah um, and I thought it was just really beautifully written like I had I really had a mm-hmm. great time reading it yeah, it yeah. Gorgeous, like as yeah. heavy as it was like as upsetting as a lot of it was I like I it's just it was really gorgeous yeah yeah I, I cried twice um oh, sent sent Kiva a very messy image oh <laughs> or just like I had like, a, like so the, the first so at the end of what act is it act three no act one the end of act one where like they do the name thing that's mm. like when I had a little cry to myself in Ormo Park yeah and then oh. when I finished the play I had like a proper like big fat cry got, like yeah you're like a sob like an actual oh. like breathy thing and I think it was just like because the play is really challenging and it is that kind of thing of like fuck the people who were me 30 years ago like what they had to go through versus like how we've all kind of had to go through that um but in different iterations Mm. and I don't know there was just a weird like I felt a lot of like weight on my shoulders of like the gays who've come before me I guess that might sound really profound yeah um and wanky but all the characters in this play are kind of profound and wanky so it fits um um, but yeah it just made me it just made me feel like a weird responsibility but then also just very emotional at like what other people have inadvertently done for me as well Mm. um and yeah I guess in that sense the play really worked for me yeah fuck yeah no Something I was really surprised by whenever, because I knew I wasn't going to have time to like buy, have delivered and read this play again by the time I was coming on. So I just like Googled. Yeah. And this like tanked in America. They hit yeah. it. Yeah. I found yeah, that's that which I found really interesting. Um, but I wonder if that a lot of it, direction or. I think a lot of it was like why is this all about men why are they all white Mm. i think some people thought that maybe the trump stuff was too raw because there's a lot of like it takes place when trump is elected yeah and so maybe audiences like for us as outsiders to america it's maybe easier for us to like talk about trump but Mm. for them I guess not and also even like reading this in 2021 maybe it's and again like I don't know it's always going to be easier for us to move from it mm-hmm. um but I think there was maybe like an air of pretension around it too because I found this quote from Sam Mayer um who is a producer I think who said maybe it was a little bit romantic for London audiences to see New York gays uh, I just okay. thought that was That's, so pretentious. That's yeah. like, so pretentious. Oh yeah, so maybe you just don't like seeing yourself on stage, in a, like maybe you're not being presented in a way that you're happy with. Maybe yeah. you don't want yeah. to have to like give thanks to anybody or like look back at what you have inherited. And Yuck. so it was just a lot of stuff that I was like. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, that's weird. But also the Trump stuff is like interesting as well because correct me if I'm wrong did it not um uh like premiere in America like towards the end of 2019 or start of 2020 kind of thing Looks, it says at the start of the books so let me check um, and then boop, 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 boop. Uh, it was meant to thought? go on for longer but then they were like gonna cut it short on on the they, I think they March. pulled it and but then, then yeah, it got pulled it was... for COVID, like the last four shows. But it was uh... kind of gonna—they were gonna end it because because it wasn't doing well. I think maybe. 
It it was November 2019. Um, okay, so like that was the time of the election, the Joe Biden thing. Yeah. So was that was it? No, was that was year? 2020 because it was. Yeah, I was going to say it was the year. It was the year before, but still, yeah, you're totes. Wait. In terms of because the 2019, was we oh didn't God, have yeah, COVID. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So COVID 19, but it was like embedded in. Oh my God! December. Yeah, I got really confused with time there. Yeah, so that was before that. So I guess, but like, I mean, things have come out, you know, like fucking that whole season of American Horror Story that was like, like wasn't it called election or something? Yeah, it was like about, but I yeah. guess because but it was presenting like them as, well, as like, right? people just don't like American Horror Story generally anymore, but they still watch it. Um, but I feel like with that season, they were portrayed as like unlikable and as villains, whereas in this one, it's not to say necessarily that they weren't and it's not to say their politics still wasn't picked apart but they were like still active main roles in the play and maybe people just want to see republicans fucking beat up yeah because i actually thought it was kind of interesting to give a character who was gay but also a republican like a space to like actually like even if he was still condemned and like seen as like a bad person I still Mm. thought it was interesting to I thought it was braver than just being like lol he's such a stupid like Trump supporter right Um, yeah I actually find that really interesting yeah to at least make his character like like highly intelligent and like Mm. not that he I'm not saying that his points were valid but that he had points to at least back up his argument about I think what he said Mm. what like Bush helped with like the AIDS epidemic before certain other people and stuff and I just I thought that was at least interesting to sort of hear yeah like rather than it just being like a oh get a, ser- a caricature no immigrant yeah map country and whatever like mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so maybe I mean that, he was also a billionaire so have. I guess he was a stereotype yeah <laughs> yeah the opposite um, definitely the though. villain um I kind of wondered though the reason it did bad in America if it's a bit like um because you know I have, like I, I haven't read the ferryman have either of you read the ferryman no. no. So I've heard that generally, um, I'm paraphrasing, but I know that Callum's read it and I think they did it in their class or something. And he yeah, said that's that a lot of one of the Ir- plays I was meant to read and didn't read. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, a lot of the Irish people in the class really don't like the ferryman, but lots of people who aren't Irish think it's amazing. And I wonder if it's a similar thing where mm. as outsiders, we're like, this is such an interesting perspective. Yeah. Yeah. America, but Americans are like, oh no, but it didn't happen to this to this minute detail so it's slightly incorrect yeah and yeah, I wonder if I that's that. what that quote was trying to get at about that it's romantic for Londoners to see New York gays but it just can't like instead of saying it like it's easier for English audiences to digest American themes in this way but for us we can't read it like that instead mm, of saying yeah. that Sam Mayer decided to be pretentious also, yeah so that does thanks, sound, come across thanks very for pretentious that one, but Sam. that really yeah but yeah, yeah, when you say that, Simon, I kind of, I kind of do get that. Yeah, um, I still think. I mean, I, I don't know enough about America to be like. I think it was accurate, but I definitely, I like based on people I know who live in New York, there is certain people who are definitely in that pretentious white gay scene, which oh I think god, middle class, course. middle class gay scene might be a better um, mm. word for it. But yeah, maybe, well, yeah. I mean, maybe people like... didn't like seeing that as well, like being seeing themselves reflected exactly yeah. in a you know. like not negative way but I, you know but like way you know and, none yeah. of them are really likable like a critical talking, way I this guess, is yeah. it and like literally like every character in this play is like a pretentious new york gay mm-hmm. yeah. and whenever their friends do something they don't agree with they just fully stop being their friend 
yeah. is literally yeah. the plot of like the second act where they're like, oh, you did this? Okay, but we don't speak anymore. Like, we don't talk yeah. anymore. <laughs> it's um, a gay podcast. Yeah. Why are we singing Charlie Puss? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So I, was, I told you, I just, I'm such a singer now on the podcast. <laughs> well, Selena's resident, there. We'll give it a pass. Selena Gomez is there. We'll give it I'm a pass. I'm resident artist. Um, <laughs> yeah, but no. Yeah, but no. Um, I agree. We have Vicky Pollard on the pod. Yeah, but no. Um, <laughs> I felt like I had yeah, something so, to say about that, but I can't remember what it was. About Vicky Pollard? Oh, yeah, no, the, the thing yeah about how they, they should have put her in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's interesting, I guess, in, in terms of the class thing as well, because like, mm. is is there is the, the only working class characters I can really think of are Toby, um, because he starts working class by this. No, wait, he doesn't even start working class. That's such a lie. He's he was like, middle class. Tells everyone that he did. But yeah. then he actually like well once he was seven, mm. and well sort of like both his parents fortune. died. So then he was like living with his grandma, and I think maybe I didn't and he, catch yeah, that. Could you try? So weekly appearance. <laughs> <laughs> I think that yeah, so he, he, he kind of makes that joke of like oh that he was a child of privilege like up until the point where like his parents mm. both died. died or whatever and then I think he kind of was like his grandma or whatever was like poor and he was like the smelly kid in class did um is Leo working class at all well he's I don't homeless really remember yeah, I'm, that's what I was trying to figure out. Did Leo have a backstory? Did we ever find out like what he did? Leo's he had a mum that would have all these different boyfriends that would come over and and would oh yes him oh, yeah, and then sexually assault him. So he, from that, walked I in guess on, he... on the two of them, and she kicked him out of the house at the age of like yeah, what fourteen? No, I wonder, 17? Does, that, does that put a weird savior narrative on the whole thing as well? Because the middle class gay sort of like saves the working class mm. with yeah. with the upper 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 class gays money yeah also. um but then is that the whole yeah. ignorance thing where it's trying to be like but also what is that, our mission what is our mission now as gay men is it to help the people who are less fortunate than us because we've kind of got all our rights maybe not executed in but he's not way. really doing it like yeah to help him as a like favor or out of the kindness of his heart he's helping him because he wants to fuck him Oh, but I didn't think he wanted. No, no, no. I was gonna say I don't think Eric wanted Toby. to fuck Leo. Yeah, Eric. Oh, Eric is. Yeah, is sorry. Yeah, never, sorry. Like, I'm talking he about has this whole thing with Toby. Mm. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, no, the Toby. Toby thing no, was Toby mess. wanted to fuck him, and to be and honest, he also it, like fucking used him like and abused him. Yeah, yeah it was really yeah, yeah messy. It toxic. got very rapey, and I didn't feel very comfortable. Um, yeah, no, no, very, very eep, but also Toby just needed counseling and he never got it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute mess. Um, eep. Um, can I ask another? Like, well, maybe this is sort of too much to what you already asked, Kiva, but like, mm-hmm. do, do you feel like a responsibility to like carry on like the, I guess, like things that have been handed down by our ancestors as queer people? See, like, um, I do feel like, yeah, I guess I kind of do feel like, you know, it's important to, like, learn your, like, queer history and blah, 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 and to, like, you know, and also, like, even just, like, as a woman, 
or whatever to like understand like you know certain things that like people fought for yeah, like always growing up my, that... my dad was always very much like you know however many years ago you couldn't even vote like he just like when I be, was a teenager he was like telling me to always use my vote because like women mm. fought for that right and blah 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 go dad um yeah I was gonna but, say, um, go dad so yeah like things like that but then like I don't know like do I, you like maybe with more of the kind of like I don't know what what do you mean exactly because I feel like with a lot of the stuff that they talk about in this like with like it feels very like New York um and just like male centric very much in a way that like when I was reading articles of like what Americans had thought of it I was like oh fuck like I what can I say about this as like a non-American woman Mm. and therefore not like a gay man do you know what I mean I just was like I don't like I can enjoy this but like then it's that spiral that you can do then where it's like is this for me can I talk about this or am I you know like taking up someone else's space but so Mm. we I don't know but I think so sorry just like on that also like so I do you guys follow that guy on um Instagram he's called like Matt something and he posts those are like he's like a wee white white twink guy and he posts those are like infographics and stuff um I don't think so. Matt Bernstein, and he's like Matt XIV on Instagram. Um, and so there was like a, a thing recently where he. Are we going to see the balloon gay? No, he's not. It's awesome. <laughs> oh, maybe. I don't know what that means. No, he's not. There's a guy who, like, I don't even think he's gay. There's just a guy who writes messages with balloons. Um, so he put a thing up a little while ago that was like um, the L in LGBTQ comes first for a reason and was talking about um, oh yeah yeah, I saw this on Twitter lesbian nurses uh, who like would help um, like people during the AIDS epidemic or whatever like when other people refused to treat them and blah 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 so they, they they changed it to LGBT rather than GLBT as a way of like honoring those women or whatever. And then a lot mm-hmm. of people kind of criticize it then for kind of making it seem as if um that that like that was their their only part and like are basically like um not really mentioning the fact that women like lesbian women and stuff also did get AIDS and die from AIDS and blah 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 because that Mm -hmm. kind of part of the story is always just like left out yeah so I feel like with things like this like it's very easy to feel like far removed from it because I'm like Mm. first of all because it because obviously like it was like hugely in the U.S. And obviously there's a huge gay scene in New York. So a lot of the media around it and stuff is very New York based. And it's all and it's like almost always like gay men as well. So it's very easy to be like, oh well, that's not my history as mm-hmm. a queer woman. But like But it but is it 
not your history as a queer woman or is it just that the queer woman side of that story hasn't been told yeah so yeah that's what and I'm I think it's more that and I yeah I yeah. kind of agree with you that I think one of the biggest setbacks of this as a play is that it doesn't talk about queer women in any sense not even mm. the gay men don't even talk about the gay woman um yeah. it's just like I don't know if the word lesbians in the script <laughs> no um mm. And yeah so like if you're gonna I think do that's a like, flaw if you want to like if you want to talk about this in any sense you, it's mm. kind of a flaw you have to be like up front like this does this talks about gay men almost exclusively yeah. and very briefly mentions trans people but there are no trans people in the play no. um so it's very yeah. representative of one of the letters of lgbtq which um gay men are usually criticized for because they usually only see the g in lgbt as well and i don't think this play necessarily helps them mm yeah there's also like yeah which makes the title like almost ironic yeah like, the inheritance <laughs> yeah. of what gay people and it's like oh yeah you mean just like just gay men gay people not like yeah. lgbtq plus <laughs> yeah um, um also like there's only like one like i mean there's one character that they explicitly say like that he's like a black gay man and I, I don't know, like obviously in productions, you could you could probably just cast different people with, you know, any kind of race or whatever. But it's not really like something that's ever really. I mean, it's like a couple of times they make comments about like, you know, their whiteness or whatever. And like that mm-hmm. being like a, a, mm-hmm. a point of like privilege or whatever. But apart from that, it's not really like any kind of like even the the one black character, like I wouldn't have known he was black until he mentioned like so like when they're having that whole like discussion with Henry about him being a Republican yes. and blah 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 like and they're kind of like oh but like you're a gay man like do you not care about what they think about LGBTQ people blah 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 like and it's that guy Jasper kind of arguing with him a lot of the time yes and Tristan is the black guy and he kind of doesn't really say a lot during that like he's kind of like obviously like oh geez like I know I know I get what you're saying Jasper but also like pipe down and they're all just like oh my god Jasper you've been so rude so like I just that that is also just you know like I just feel like you know when this was made so recently you know is it is it it okay to have that many white actors mm, on the stage yeah it just is like a weird thing to neglect yeah I see because I I actually wondered about that as well and sort of did some digging into it um and I guess these aren't like justifications but I'm just like they're things which sort of made me wonder which is first I wondered is the whole thing supposed to be slightly satirical and like making fun of gay men but then because of the ending and how emotionally like pulling it is it kind of makes me think that probably not I just at points was like these characters are so fucking pretentious that Mm. surely it has to be (laughs) Like it, it has to be that we're supposed to see no, them I as pretentious twats. I think they're yeah. just American. Yeah, I yeah, don't know if it was meant to be the satirical. Fact he's called Toby Darling. I was like, yeah. that's so like white boy. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I think it was maybe um, meant, definitely meant to be like critical. Mm-hmm. Off, like but the fact know. we didn't have a black voice to then really, we didn't really have a black voice like any angels. Mm-hmm. You at least you have sort of Belize there to yeah. be like, or like a to deliver really voice. important speeches. Yeah. Yeah, like, I know you said like about Leo, but like if he's homeless, like that's not even that's not like um wouldn't be considered like working class. That's like whatever below that is. 
you know yeah. what I mean? Like as in like yeah, the, people, it's like, what, what, like below the breadline or whatever. Class. Like yeah, yeah. There's so there's no... not really any like actual working class voice. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's all like they're very like middle class, which I feel like in America it's also a bit different. Like the kind of class system and stuff to what it is in like the UK and and Ireland and stuff. As yeah, in like and no, I think it's just like it just gets more extreme maybe in America. Well, it's kind of more but like, like the, the middle the class standard is, is middle class. This that's like like everyone's middle class except for the poor people. The, like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? As in like But is that not the same here? Well, I feel like there's a lot more working class people in the UK or like more for like I wonder if it's partially there though I feel like percentage wise I was just thinking like in terms of like we our picture of America is largely through TV um yeah so I don't know like shows and I don't yeah I just don't know if we are necessarily maybe seeing working class America. I think it's almost oh, yeah, definitely, definitely there. But I but, think it's just our perception as outsiders is that those aren't the stories that really make it into the mainstream media that we probably mm. watch. Yeah, because I'm sure they probably would say something similar about us. Yeah, they'd be like, we're all posh and eat scones and all that like, shit. Did you and see that viral like, tweet this week? Or that was Irish like people. Some yeah. American person put on a Reddit, Ask UK. What does it mean when you go to the pub? We go to bars, but that makes you an alcoholic. So why do you go to the pub so much? So my gosh. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> if that's what they think about us going drinking, then what are they going to think about our economics? Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, isn't there that trailer for that new Irish movie as well, which is just like they all live in farms and have terrible accents? I can't remember oh, what it's gosh. called, but. Um, oh, the mountain time thing with Jamie Dornan yeah. in it. That was, yeah. yeah. And- it's very, like anytime Ireland is portrayed on in American media, it's very mm. potatoes Sorry, and I crops. Just, I just have looked this up because I just was curious. And it was saying like in America, like about 30% of people would consider themselves working class. And in the UK, 60% of people consider themselves working class. Yeah. So I think it, it kind of is more, more. A bigger divide maybe as well. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Like, I don't know if I phrased really that right, sad. but do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But anyway. Yeah. I think I saw a quote from the writer where they tried to address that kind of stuff where they were like, if I was to try to like write a play about everything and it be perfect, it, I would be writing forever and it would never get done. Like Which valid, is, but also it's two hundred and ninety pages. I feel like people pages. use that excuse like so <laughs> yeah. much. Where it's like, how can I That's write about it, everything? But it's like there's so many characters, and like, you yeah, know. you couldn't have just made one of them like another, like three of them black, you know? But see, you yeah, I also, made them all like different. One woman, different. I I was one. reading his who like, isn't like a mother who is like apologizing for being homophobic all the time. I was sort of having a read at like his like other work and like. Some of his other plays are like, like quite diverse, which I find kind of interesting because I wondered. Mm. And he's also, um, uh, I think it said on his Wikipedia, Latin, like L A T I N E, is what it described right. him as. Because he's the first like Latin writer to, um, sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong as well, 
um to win best play for like all of these different awards so like mm-hmm. olivier right. and stuff like that um and i know his first play called maybe whip the whipping man i think um is like a slave narrative about like mm. two black slaves just after sort of like slavery was basically like after they'd been freed um mm-hmm. meeting their like previous master um and i just i find that interesting that it seemed like mm. a lot of his previous plays were quite representative but his biggest one is the one with the largely my white middle class yeah. characters in it. But then is that? I suppose you can't really fault him for that. It's more like that. Yeah, what, yeah, that's no, like society or whatever. Completely, like I, that's what I mean. I just thought it was yeah, interesting yeah, yeah. that that. Yeah. Because in terms of, I don't necessarily think. Not that, not that he, not to be like, oh my god, he shouldn't, he should have just written it the way it was. Because there are things that can definitely be improved in it. I just thought mm. it was interesting that we can't necessarily say this writer isn't writing characters of color in other places because he clearly is as well yeah yeah um yeah see actually while we're while we're like i know obviously we will talk about themes of the play and all that stuff but while we're sort of on the ethics of the play um Mm. can i quickly mention i looked up some of the cast there are a lot of straight men in this cast which to me for a play about inheritance of queer men Mm. was like like because i i'm i'm yeah I'm not I don't know where I fall in the whole debate of like should we always play sexualities that we feel in some way connection to um Mm. because I think there's pros and cons to both arguments for that but I just felt if your play is literally about like the queer experience as a whole like the director's straight um Mm. the guy who plays Eric is straight the director um, was straight yeah yeah see that doesn't that doesn't that kind of sucks the most yeah um, so the writer is gay, that if that helps. Yeah. Um, and the guy who plays Henry is gay. Um, but they were the only two who like specifically I was like, oh, they're they are LGBT based on the fact they had Wikipedia pages. Mm. Um I just thought that was kind of questionable. Yeah, that well. that yeah, that that yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Cause I also like I'm I'm kind of like with the whole like you know, can you, should people play like other sexualities or, you know, is it just like a minority should play minority roles or whatever? Mm. I yeah, because like necessarily... sometimes it's like a case by case basis or something, or I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of nuance to that argument. Yeah, but I totally with agree this, with you. Like it kind of. Because it's so queer, it just feels like it should mm. at least be made by queer people. But yeah, also, like we, because of the it kind of goes against everything you're trying to say here a yeah. little bit. Like, because of the other so criticisms, that. then with the, the lack of diversity, and because it is made so recently, casting a bunch of straight white men then and yeah, having felt... a straight director too. I mean, I can't to be believe fair... the straight director thing. Like, what the fuck? So yeah. I guess these men technically, like, I probably shouldn't necessarily say straight. They're all married to women. Um, some of them could be bisexual men. Um, but I just mm. got the impression that there wasn't a lot of, like, outward talking about them being bisexual men. And it largely, the public persona they were portraying to me seemed like they were straight men. Mm. Um, if I'm yeah. wrong on that, please tell me, because genuinely, like, that would change my perspective on it. But at the minute, yeah. if they are all straight men, I find that quite disappointing because the play's whole message is queer people passing down like literally there's a passage where he's like queer men pass down their stories like orally to each other like through talking about them and that's done in so many different cultures and like 
that's done by the people of those cultures so it yeah. feels they weren't even having like they weren't having those conversations in the room yeah yeah you know i think there's, there's like, just there's something lost there when you're trying to tell that story you know and like you're trying to have an audience sit there with you for like fully 10 hours to tell this story because literally i don't like, know there's just something a little in this if it is a case-by-case thing in this case yeah you drop yeah. now there's something you, you a little non-fruity about that um <laughs> Like, yeah, because they have that whole kind of chat as well about, like, um, kind of gay culture going into the mainstream and, like, oh, wasn't it kind of nice when it was just, like, a when it was, like, this, like, secret club that you had to be invited into, or, like, um, talking about how you used to, like, go to gay bars or whatever, not to, like, meet fellow gays and, you know, now everybody goes to gay bars or whatever and and like all these kind of different things like it's kind of weird that that they're like having all these kind of conversations about like gay culture and like their like community and yeah like like, the whole play is about like what is it to be gay in America today yeah and then they aren't going okay let's take a break and then the cast are talking about that yeah Mm -hmm. Because they're not, yeah. they're not. Then the cast are going that. well. So glad to be a straight white man in America. Yeah, <laughs> life is always easy for me. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Interesting hmm. choices. Big hmm. Big hmm. Um, uh, we forgot to mention. That... Sorry, what were you going to say? You say. Oh, you're... so I was, I was just going to say because I think another interesting thing um, is about that definition, obviously, of what it means to be gay, but also. Obviously, it is an intergenerational play, but it, I read a, an interview with the straight actor playing Eric, possibly straight mm. actor playing Eric. Um, he said that it's interesting because it's about three generations of gays. So it is mm. about the Henry's generation, which is the people who lived through the AIDS epidemic and were actively mm. dying during it. The yeah. main characters of the play who are all in their 30s who grew up during that, but wouldn't have actively probably been as much a part of it. So kind of just kind of had the after effects of it. Yeah. Um, and then mm. the new generation of gays, which I think like we, our age group would fall into. Yeah. Um, so that's like Adam and Leo, which is that mm-hmm. they grew up in a post, I guess like AIDS, like sort of, we never grew up with the actual thing happening. Yeah. Um, and therefore sort of don't necessarily fully appreciate or maybe just fully haven't we haven't really experienced that trauma but do yeah. we sort of experience like a secondhand generational trauma through that as well mm. um and I that was I think the thing that was really interesting to me about it like that yeah. was the thing that kind of like redeems some of the play for me because I think those stories and those interactions are the kind of like really interesting part of the play yeah for sure and you know what was funny as well was like when I started reading it because I kind of forgot that it was meant to be in New York or just kind of didn't cop on or whatever. I was reading it in English accents in my head for the uh-huh. first ages, and it was really reminding me kind of of cucumber, just huh. like the intergenerational thing and like the big group of lads, like all gay men, like just the kind of like tone of it maybe a wee bit like the banter they were having like I don't know like that like the kind of middle-aged gay men generation as well or something I don't know 
totally the old man being called Henry yeah <laughs> so many things um <laughs> yeah totally um, which is funny then because uh, like remember we kind of when we did cucumber and we talked about like at the end they kind of tried to do that whole like oh we're just having a big community where we all come to the house and it's lovely but they kind of didn't really do it that well or they didn't mm-hmm. like so then the but then obviously this this play kind of does have that going on throughout it with like the house upstate or whatever like and that they all yeah. end up there and it's all like happy and warm and blah blah, blah. so I just thought that was funny yeah hey guys um so once again me and Simon just really don't know when to stop talking so this episode is very long um so we're gonna end here and split it into two parts once again so um we'll probably do part two next thursday um same thing we did with the glee thingy so make sure you tune in next week for the second part um because we are like having really good chats and um we just didn't want to like cut it cut it down try and fit it into like 90 minutes or whatever and like sacrifice the quality of the content um so yeah we in the next part we'll be kind of going just like more in depth into the play and like the different themes and blah 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 um and talking about like intergenerational trauma and that kind of stuff um so yeah thank you for listening and come back again for part two and thank you for having us as always much love